Well, hi there. Jason here, your host on the Umpire Inspired Podcast, a show where we learn from and celebrate extraordinary and ordinary umpires from all around the world who inspire us. Hey, before you enjoy this episode from season one, I wanted to let you know that we've recently wrapped season two of the show, and we were fortunate to hear from some terrific guests from minor league baseball umpires Ben Engstrand, Nathan Diedrich, and Jen Powell, to amateur umpires from California all the way to the Czech Republic, as well as a very special visit with one of my personal umpire heroes, Major League Baseball umpire Ted Barrett. I hope you will enjoy spending a little time with these outstanding umpires. And if you do, please share it with your umpire friends that you think might enjoy listening. And take a moment to leave a brief and honest review over on Apple Podcasts so other umpires can find the show as well. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the show. The Umpire Inspire podcast is all about the stories, all about the journeys, and all about the heart of being an umpire. I'm your host, Jason Becker. Umpire Inspire is a brand new umpire community for you. Visit umpireinspire.com and you can find out a lot more about it. Check out our Facebook page, follow us there, and uh, share the podcast with everyone in your umpire community and your friends that you think might enjoy listening. And anytime, shoot me an email, jason at umpireinspire.com. Let me know what you think. Williamsport, Pennsylvania. If you're listening to this show, then you know about the modest little tournament that takes place there every summer. I could not be happier in this episode to introduce you to my friend Dennis Williams, who has been selected for the honor of serving as a volunteer umpire for the 2020 Little League Baseball World Series. Getting the call to work in Williamsport is an absolute dream come true for every Little League volunteer umpire. It means that you've reached a very high level of on-field skill in regards to your mechanics, your rules knowledge, and your game management, but maybe more than that, it represents years of faithful service to the program and a strong commitment to the values of Little League. Men and women chosen to work the Little League World Series are just the finest examples of what serving as a Little League umpire is all about. And Dennis certainly is no exception. An outstanding umpire, an outstanding instructor, a mentor, and an inspiration to me and many, many others. In this episode, we talk about his beginnings and his journey as a Little League umpire, and then we get into a lot of details about the World Series and what his expectations and hopes are. Such an exciting time for Dennis and his family, and I know you're really going to enjoy listening to him share what it all means to him. Please enjoy my conversation with Dennis Williams. Dennis, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Buddy, there are a lot of reasons I wanted to invite you to come on to the podcast, but there's one specific thing that our listeners are going to be particularly eager to hear about, I think. Um, and you know what that is. In one sentence, can you tell me where you will be working in August? So August of this year, I will be uh, umpiring the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Congratulations, Dennis. Thank you so much. How does it Thank feel to so say much. that? Um, it gives me goosebumps every time. Uh, every time someone asks, every time someone comes up and says, "Hey, I, you know, what is, what's your, how do you feel about it?" It gives me goosebumps. It's, it's, uh, it's a feeling that I 
it's like no other. It gives me goosebumps and I'm so happy for you. And, uh, um, so excited to watch you and, and just the entire journey. And we're going to get into that a lot later on in the show today. I've got a long list of questions to ask you, if you don't mind. Sure, I'm ready. So, Dennis, before we get to chapter one of your story in umpiring, tell me where you're at now, what your position or positions are, and uh, where you work on the Little League field, high school, college. What's the current Dennis Williams situation? So currently, uh, I work. Uh, obviously, I still I continue to work little league because that's uh, <clears throat> that's my passion and that's what's in my heart. That's where I started. Uh, that's where I plan on finishing. Uh, but I do. I, I currently work little league, uh, also high school, and also I work uh, college baseball at the uh, at the junior college level. And you have some administrative roles that you play in your local league and district and state too. Is that right? Yeah, I, I do. I. In my uh, in my district, I'm I'm the district umpire trainer. I'm I'm responsible for any rules clinics, mechanics clinics, things like that for the umpires uh, within the district. Uh, for the state, I am actually uh, was elected, I don't know, probably ten years ago, maybe as the uh, umpire in chief of baseball for for our state of Washington for Little League. Oh, it's been ten years. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, it's been about yeah, it's been about ten years. It's seems like a long time. <laughs> Some years are longer than others, I would imagine. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Let's head back to the beginning. I'm really eager to hear where things started for you. You and I have known one another for several years now, and maybe we'll get back to that later on. But uh, I'm not sure that I've ever heard the full Dennis Williams story. So tell me how you got started and what drew you to uh, becoming a volunteer umpire in Little League. Perfect. Like, you know, like, like every other, you know, dad in the, uh, in the, in the program, <clears throat> excuse me, I started out, uh, because our son was playing and when our son was playing, they, uh, I kind of got, you know, pushed into coaching and, and well, at the same time I got uh, pushed into coaching, I have a, a good friend of mine who was also, he was my son, our son's T-ball coach. Uh, the, the year prior, he was happened to be the umpire in chief of the local little league. Okay. So it kind of went hand in hand and, and he, uh, you know, he kind of talked me into giving it a try. And it was something that I, I thought, wow, I, that's just not what I want to do. I'm, I really don't. And, uh, he, he really talked me into giving it a try. And, and once I tried it, it was, uh, it was wonderful, um, to be able to be involved and, and, and be a part of the game that, I really couldn't play and play anymore. You know, I, I, I used to play and, and <clears throat> when, uh, when the kids got very busy, our, our kids got real busy with their, uh, youth lives, whether it be baseball or, or whatever activities they had, it just, there wasn't enough time. And so this was, uh, something that I thoroughly enjoyed. And it was another thing. It was, a, it was a family affair, you know, it was, and that's what little league has been for us is a family affair. Can you remember back to that first year when you first got involved? What were some of the specific things that made you enjoy umpiring and some of the things that brought you back for year two? I, I do remember it. And, and I remember uh, the, the the basic amount of training that we got from our district. Um, they took us out and we had practice games and we got on the field for a couple innings and we kept, stepped off the field and there was somebody there. Uh, a district staff umpire from the local district and they gave us a few pointers 
and, and it was fun. And it was, it was, it wasn't about winning or losing. It was about me being able to understand. And it was a challenge and it was a challenge for me because it was a different, different than playing different than coaching. And it was a challenge for me to understand the game from the umpire standpoint and to learn the rules. I always thought I knew the rules. I mean, I, everybody <laughs> watches the game on TV and, and everybody watches their child play at little league and, and, Everybody thinks they understand the rules until you actually open up the rule book and actually read it, and, you, and it's different. So, when would you say things started to turn in your mind about umpiring? When did you first start thinking, okay, you know what, this is something that I really like, and I really am going to make an effort to start taking more seriously? The, I would say that's a great question, <clears throat> but I, I would say the, the, the pivotal point where I really started to become, uh, a, a real, an umpire, I'm going to say a real umpire, but, uh, but an umpire <clears throat> was in 2003, uh, for Chris, as a Christmas gift, my wife gave me, sent me to San Bernardino to the week long <laughs> umpire school for Little League. Only Dennis. Only umpires appreciate that statement. I, I, I agree. My and, wife and, sent me to San Bernardino <clears throat> for Christmas. Oh, thanks, yeah, buddy. Yes, and, and <laughs> I tell people that, and they say, "Well, maybe she just wanted you out for a week, and you know, get you out of the house." But it was, it, it was the, uh, it really was the pivotal point. I mean, I thought I was a pretty decent umpire. Um, I'd been umpiring for, you know, seven or eight years at that point, and I, I thought I was pretty decent, and. And for, for six of those seven or eight, seven years, I had no idea that there was actually a school that you could go to, to learn how to umpire and get better. And she, so it was a Christmas gift to go down there. And when I went and spent a week, a week down there, um, with 65 other umpires, all with the same, mostly common goal was to learn to be a better umpire. When I came out of that, I, I actually understood umpiring a lot more um not only understood how to umpire but i understood more of the intent and the philosophy behind you don't have to be a black and white rule book umpire you you know things like that and that kind of that's where the corner really turned for me and when you say the intent and the philosophy i think you're referring to the why of umpiring wouldn't you agree I would agree a hundred percent. The, the, the why, the why of why we do this, um, the why of the rule, why is that? Why do we, why are we supposed to be in this position or this spot? Um, yeah, that's exactly I what agree. I meant. That's exactly what I meant. The why of what are we even doing here? Um, but there's also a more granular why of why yes. it, why is this rule a rule? And so often, you know this better than most. So often, if you can get to the why of a rule, then rules that have been mysteries your entire umpiring career so suddenly come into clear focus once you understand, ah, this is the reason why. And there's almost always a really good reason why. You know, there, there really is. Um, the Most of the time, the reason why is because somebody was getting away with something that they gave yes. them an advantage. So they created the rule to, to, so that the, it was equal on the playing field. So what are some of the personal qualities that 
came along with that change in attitude for you when you went to school in 2003 and that sort of kick-started a different phase of your career? What are some of the um, what are some of the more internal things that might have changed as far as your approach to the game or your attitudes on the field? Patience. Patience was a was a was a was a big one at that point. Um, prior to going to school uh, to the to the umpire school, I knew the rules. I had read the rule book. I, I knew the rules. Um, I knew how to enforce the rules, but I probably didn't really know how to enforce them because I enforced them kind of with a with, with an iron fist that this is how it's going to be. This is my field that you're we're on, and and it really the field doesn't belong to me. And so when I went to school, I understood how to enforce the rules. And and as I was saying, you know, what, what was the real what's the per, what was the real intent of that rule? Um, and and really to learn to listen to the coaches and let them have a say in what they wanted. And it wasn't always it didn't always have to be my way on the field. So that was really that was very, a big eye opener for me. Yeah, that's huge, no doubt about it. So you go to school, you come back, the Little League season starts a couple months later. Do you remember what that following season was like for you? Did you notice some differences? I, I did. Um, as, as you know, you know, we have uh, the, probably the biggest thing, and it still sticks out in my mind today, is um, you've been to the school and, and we do what's called a first, a third. And all of a sudden, I was the plate umpire and I was standing at third base going, why, why, how did I get here? <laughs> I had no idea. Because I'd never heard of it before I went to school, but I understood at that when I came back that first season, the change was I was where I was supposed to be to 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 make the right call. I I was on the field, uh, knew where I needed to get to, and it, it was a huge difference in my umpiring. I had exactly the same experience when I came back from school a few years ago on a play at the plate. And the play was made. I made my call. And then I looked down at myself and realized, I'm in the wedge. Look at me. <laughs> it, it's amazing. It's just amazing. I think that's what you're describing. I, it, it came 1,000% it came more naturally. And it's because of the training and the reps that we got down at school. And all of a sudden, wow, look at that. That was a real aha moment for me. For yes, sure. that's exactly that's exactly what I what, what that's exactly what happened to me. The same exact thing. It was just the aha moment. So Dennis, back in those days, you're just coming back from school, you're taking umpiring in a little bit of a different direction. Did you have some umpires that worked closely with you or some mentors that you can remember that really helped you along yeah, the way? You know, I I really did. Um our, our, our district umpire in chief who had been the district umpire in chief in, in my local little league district here for at that time, probably 22 years. Um, Dale Tor is, it was our umpire in chief and, and he was, he was supportive. Um, he had the knowledge he'd been to the school. Uh, he had, he had umpired in the little league regional. He had umpired a, a world series and, so it was a person that you really looked up to. And when I started this, the whole journey, right, I, I didn't know anything about 
let alone let alone the the Little League World Series. I saw it on TV, but I I didn't know that it was uh you know we could get there, mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know and didn't know anything about a regional tournament until you know him and I got to talking and we were we got to talk about these kind of things and and it was really exciting and so he kind of took me and and I learned a lot from him and where I learned a lot from him was the less you say on the field the better. He, he was just so – it was a person of few words, but when he did speak, people actually – people listened to him because they knew that it, it was going to be meaningful if he said something. So I, I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot of how, of how to umpire from him and how to deal with people. That's such a good quality and such a good compliment when you say that somebody – when they speak, people listen because yeah. something thoughtful is going to come out of their mouths. That's, that's so rare. I, I admire that so much. It, I mean, it's just, it was wonderful. And, 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 you know, I ended up, I ended up taking over the, the district umpire chief position when he ended up stepping down and, and was, and finished his little league career. So it was very special for me to step into his footsteps foot, you know, and, and just follow along. And you're now an instructor yourself for your district, your league, your region. What would you say, some of the two or three key things you try to impart on your students. If you could have your students at the week-long clinic in San Bernardino walk away with just one, two, three things to remember, what do you think those things are? Number one, I think, is it has to be fun. It, it has to be fun. I, I know we, we go out there as umpires um, <clears throat> and we take it as, some people take it as, well, I got a job to do. And, 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 we, and we get serious on the field. But the whole part of being an umpire has to be fun or it's not worth doing. That's, that's the number one thing to me. It has to, you know, it is the fun aspect. Number two takeaway when we're down there and, and teaching the students is you, you can't be perfect. Don't try to be perfect because nobody's ever going to be perfect. Um, and, and just, you know, go work and try to pass on the knowledge that you gain and, and listen to people that, that, uh, have that knowledge. And, and one of the things I try to tell people is, is, uh, if you want to get better, you have to umpire with better umpires than yourself. You, your, your partner has to, you know, if you're always the best umpire on the field, you're never going to get any better. So I try to get them to take away from that is, is look, you know, reach out to people that are, the, the umpires that have been around a long time that have been to schools that are, that are better and, and see, and partner up with them and, and they'll help you along the way. And, and that's what I try to get people to take away from down there. I agree with that. And that's personal to me too, on a, on a small level here in our local league, we are constantly calling and talking and encouraging guys after a first or second season to come on out and do All-Stars with us, the Little League All-Stars season, um, because it's so fun and it's such a great experience. And everybody who takes the step and says, sure, I'll give it a shot, they all are so happy and it, and they understand, yeah, that was great. And you know what? I did it and I could do it, but it is intimidating. It's tough to, it's tough to get guys to cross that threshold to say, okay, I'll give it a shot. It sounds intimidating, but I'm going to try. And what a great reward for them <clears throat> to be able to uh, work, go out and, and work a season or two and feel good about the season and then get invited to come in and umpire at an all-star tournament. 
And I, I can remember when it happened to me. The, the first time I was invited to umpire an all-star tournament, I was, I was super excited. Yeah. Um, you know, and you wonder, boy, is this really, you're, you're nervous. You got butterflies in your stomach and you're, you know, the, the old saying is you just got to get them to fly in the same direction. And, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and once, once the game gets going, you know, you, I, you relax, but it is, it's a great reward for the, for the umpires to get out there and do all-star tournaments. Yeah, it is. It's, it's so much fun. <clears throat> So, Dennis, what are some of the biggest changes in your game on the field from 10, 15 years ago to now? What are some of the biggest things that you've learned that have helped your games go better? Really, what's the biggest thing in the last 10 or 15 years that, that I've had to understand more and more every year is uh, every step has to have a purpose. Um, the the kids the 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 youth the the young men you know whatever level that I'm umpiring, the age range stays the same every single year. Uh, for those for those kids, I'm the one who gets older and slower <laughs> okay, every single year. Yeah, yep, yep, so yep. I have to make every step on the field count and to create that angle to create to create the best angle I can uh, to put me in the best position to make that call. So. Over the last 10 or 15 years, I've really, really learned about angles and reading the play. It's, it's been huge. Probably in the last five to six years, really reading, reading the play has really come into my into my game more so. Um, understanding where the ball is going to be uh, versus where which where the runner is coming from. Yeah. Um, you know, where the play is likely to happen now, you know, obviously in a little yeah. league game, um, nothing is routine, you know, <laughs> as we yeah. say, yeah, that's for but sure. I, I've really learned, uh, like I said, over the last five or six years, and, you know, in, in a longer span is, uh, understanding move with a purpose and every, every step has a purpose, but in the last five years has been reading the plays, Okay, really understanding that. So, Dennis, you mentioned it at the top of the show. You have a small little tournament that you're going to be a part of in August, the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. I'm just so happy for you. I'm so excited for you. And I have a ton of questions. You ready? I'm ready. Thank you. <laughs> so, first things first. For, um, for listeners who don't know what the process is for Little League umpires to be assigned to a regional and World Series tournaments. Can you explain how that process works and how you got your assignment to work in Williamsport this year? Yeah. So when when you when you're a little league umpire and and you you work during the regular season, you work uh, like we talked earlier. You work some All Star tournaments. Um, maybe you get you, you know you, you work your way up, and, and <clears throat> over time, maybe for me, uh, the the district umpire in chief. Uh, he he recognizes that you're working hard and, and you have some ability, um, and and then they come and they they ask you know hey would you like to submit your name for a regional tournament which is the next step beyond state obviously you know you're working your district tournaments and then and then you want to work your state tournaments and then once you're you get through those you know you you can make it lucky enough to be asked to put your name in submit your name to to work a regional tournament at the little league level. And once they you submit your name and it goes down to the Little League Regional Headquarters in San Bernardino with, um, you know, a hundred other names 
that are sent in by uh, districts around the West. Let me interrupt you right there. And that's for our region, the West region. Um, Every region of Little League goes through this whole process on their own. Yes. So once it gets down there, it goes in, uh, you know, they sit down and and they decide whether it be the the umpire in chief of the region and and his assistant, um, his assistant umpire in chief, uh, they'd sit down and determine what names are going to be selected for uh, each tournament, each each tournament of softball and each tournament of baseball. Um, I was fortunate enough in 2009 to umpire the Little League Regional Tournament, and you get evaluated. Uh, you're, you're evaluated every game, and at the end you get a final evaluation, and it's on a, uh, a point standard. And if you qualify, your next step, your next level would be potentially the World Series. And then you start that process all over again by getting your name submitted for the Little League World Series. And uh, as, as you, you know, as I said, I was selected to do the Little League Regional in 2009. And you have to do that before you can do the World Series. And now it's 2020. And I've been selected to the Little League World Series in, in Williamsport. So that's an 11 year span. And so it takes quite a long time to yeah. get there. But it, because the, the biggest reason is, is there's a lot of names on the list. There's a lot of names that are submitted every year for it. Yeah. And can you explain how you're notified that you've been selected <clears throat> to work a, the league regional or World Series tournament? When you're, when you're selected for a regional, um, I'll start with that, is you get a letter uh, from the regional headquarters. will send you a letter in the mail that says, you know, congratulations, uh, you've been selected for tournament X, um, provided you can come, you know, and, and you must respond and <clears throat> you have to send a response and all and, and everything of can you can you actually attend the tournament? They give you the dates in your letter. And that usually comes somewhere December-ish, January-ish, somewhere in that time frame, you usually get those letters. Um, when you get your letter for the Little League World Series, it doesn't say – um, it, it says congratulations, but it doesn't say, you know, these are the dates. Let us know your availability. It just says congratulations. You've been selected for the Little League World Series in Williamsport. These are the dates and more to fall, <laughs> more information to come. There's yeah. no will you be available. They assume no you one's will be saying available. no to that. <clears throat> exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and with that, I'll, I'll go into the uh, if, if I can, you know, I'm going to go off a little bit here on on how. I received my letter this year, and, and, and it, it is very special. Um, <clears throat> I found out that letters had went out. Uh, people were texting me on the phone saying, hey, letters went out. <clears throat> um, did you get anything? Have you gotten anything? And, yeah. and I came back, no, I didn't get anything. I haven't got a letter. And, and I was texting, texting with one particular gentleman out of Southern California, and, and his comment was, well, that's okay. You live in the Northwest, so it could take longer to get your mail. Uh, <laughs> and, and I thought, wow, you really, I mean, we do, we do have a large city. I mean, we're, we have mail, um, <clears throat> but it was uh, Christmas, Christmas day. We were at home and the whole family was here. Uh, my three grandkids were here and everybody was here and we, we had just sat down at the dinner table and uh, said blessing. And my wife looked at me and said, I have one more thing for you. Oh, and she no. handed me my letter oh. on Christmas Day. Yeah. It was so, I mean, uh, it was just the right way to do it. The, and it was, 
she had gotten the letter in the mail the day before <clears throat> on Christmas Eve and thought, what a way when with the whole family being here Atta girl. For, me, for me to get my letter. So it was it was very special. That's a great story, Dennis. Ah, I got a big smile on my face just imagining <laughs> that moment for you. Thank you. I'm sure you've seen, and maybe some of the listeners have too, there's there's letter opening videos all over Facebook. Right. The umpire community, the Little League community, and guys, I think that's part of what makes what we do so special because a moment like that is so important to people and we all want to celebrate it. And that's exactly what happens online these days when, when guys get their announcements and it's, it's wonderful to hear about them. You know, yeah. when you talk to the umpires about how they got their letter and what, and, and whether it's their first letter or their fifth letter, it's, it's still the same. It, it, it gives you those chills and the goosebumps and it makes it, it's emotional for, it for sure lack can of be. better words. It can be very emotional when you open those letters and, and when you get them, it's uh, you, you, you as an umpire, you work, you work hard and, and you want to get to that. You know, you, it's not the reason why you do it, but it's a reward for you and for, for all the hard work you put in. And, and it's amazing. So two Two-part question. What are your expectations for the tournament, for the on-field stuff? And what are your expectations for the experience as a whole? So I'll take the second one. <clears throat> the uh, expectations for my experience, I'll go with that one first, is I just want to take it all in. Um, I've, uh, I've, ne- I've, I've never been there. And obviously, uh, my wife is a huge part of this program. Uh, of the little league program. And I have never been to a tournament, uh, no matter where, where it is without her. So mm-hmm. obviously she's traveling with, yeah. um, and we've never been there. Um, so it, for us, it's really take it all in the experience as a whole. Um, we've been told over and over that it's, it's not really a tournament. It's more of an event because that is how large scale it is. Um, so that, with that being said, it's just the the whole experience of being in Williamsport. It's where Little League started. Um, that's really the thing for us. You know, what am I uh, looking forward to on the field, and what are my expectations on the field? Um, to be quite honest, uh, my expectation is only of myself, and that is, uh, I just want to go and an umpire to the best of my ability. Yes. Whatever, whatever that may be. And, it, and, it, and if that turns out uh, in, in my favor, great. But I just want to know that I went and I did the best job I could do while I was on the field that day. I, I just want to be the best umpire I can be and do the best job I can for that game. Do all the things that got you there, right? It, it, that's a great, that's a great way to put it is just do everything that got you there. Well, I borrowed that from somebody else. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that once or twice. Yeah, I bet you have. I have to ask: Are there some nerves? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, and 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 that comes with every tournament game. And and I would tell you, I, I still get nervous for the uh, the nine and ten year old district game. 
And, you know, I, I would say if, if you're not nervous, then you're not thinking about it the right way. Cause I think you should be nervous. To um, a point. I agree. To, yeah. a, to a point. I, I think the nerves are a good thing and it helps for me. I noticed it, it helps me focus a, a little more. I know if I'm nervous, I need to focus a little more. Yeah. Um, How's, uh, may I ask, how's Shauna feeling about sitting in the stands and watching you umpire at Williamsport? Are there nerves um, there too? Yes, there's there's nerves. She she's just as nervous, uh, <laughs> probably just as nervous as my, as as me. Uh, but um, sometimes we will just be sitting at the dinner table, her and I, and look at each other and say, "We're really going to Williamsport. We're really going." So it's re- it's very exciting. Was the regional tournament you worked in 2009, were they televising things back then? They televised the the two championship games because, as you know, we have two regions. Uh, the western region is divided into two regions, the northwest and the west. Yes. So the, the the two games that were televised at that point in time were the two the, – the west championship and the northwest championship games were, were on ESPN. The only experience – I have two games in my career that I've ever been mic'd up for. Okay. Uh, by, by ESPN and and they were phenomenal and and the, and the wonderful thing was they said look we're not going to turn your microphone on unless you get into a conference okay. and then your microphone will only come on during that so what were those games uh, so the the first one was 2009 the the little league regional tournament so oh, okay. for the championship game the west championship game um, I was fortunate enough to work the plate okay and uh, so I was mic'd up um, it was uh, Northern California against Southern California. Both teams were undefeated, and they estimated 14,000 fans. Excellent. At, at, in, in San Bernardino, which oh, was amazing, which was, which was phenomenal. So that was my first time ever being mic'd up. And the second time was uh, I had the privilege to umpire the, uh, the Senior Baseball World Series in Bangor, Maine. Okay. <clears throat> so – the, the only game that was televised for the whole tournament was the championship, and I was fortunate enough to be selected to do the plate on the championship game. And so when they came to me and said, um, ESPN is going to mic you up, my wife looked at him and said, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> and, and, and that's when they said, we only turn it on if you get into a conference, we'll be fine. Now going to the Little League World Series, I will be mic'd up every single game behind the plate. Yeah. So it's exciting. It's very exciting. So are there specific things that you feel like you will be working on over the course of this season that you need to improve in order to get you ready for the tournament? You know, that's a, that's a really good question. And I think I really want to work on, you know, everybody, the, the common answer would be, Oh yeah, I want to work on my strike zone. I want to, you know, mm-hmm. but, but really it's more than that. It's, it's, it's really focusing in on on tracking the ball, tracking that pitch, um, so that I I don't take a pitch off when I'm behind the plate. I'm I'm tracking every pitch to make my strikes all more consistent. And obviously the obvious ones, right? Your, your timing. Um, everybody everybody has you know. We always say you know if you know slow down your timing, slow down your timing. So my my timing is another thing. Um, and and in the little league world. You know, one of the things I really want to work on is getting more umpires on the field for a game than just myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe you have uh, a three or four umpires on the field uh, for the most most of the time that I'm working a game because that will that will obviously help. That'll be helpful too. Um, yes, yes. So those are some of the things that I'm going to work on during the season. Uh, but it, overall, the whole game itself. You know, you know what I mean. 
you have friends that have had the opportunity to go to Williamsport and serve as volunteer umpires for the World Series. What advice have you heard from those guys? The all of them really say the same thing. Um, for the first time, the first thing they say is enjoy the whole ride yeah. from getting your letter to the end of the tournament. Just enjoy it because it's over faster than you can imagine. Okay. So last question on this, Dennis. You've worked for years and years. You've volunteered as a little league umpire in, I'm sure, thousands of games. You've had regional experiences. You've worked hard. You've been rewarded with some great opportunities in those championship games that you just mentioned. Uh, You've taught hundreds and probably thousands of umpires by now. There's a whole career behind you and still another career ahead of you. What does being a Little League World Series umpire, what does it all mean in your heart? What does that do for you? How does that change everything that you've done and everything that's coming up for you? I just... It better not change me at all. Or or, or my wife will have a say in that. Uh, because <laughs> it's... it's People say it's another, you know, it's, it's just another game. Well, it's really not just another game, right? We, we all know that. It, it might, it, and I think it will help me along the way as an instructor as well to understand and, and, and not as an instructor at the school or at, at a clinic, but as a, as a mentor is a better word for it to the, the, the umpires here like yourself. That I that I know in my own in my own state in my in my in my own backyard right. to understand what what they're looking for, you know. So, and what I mean by that is that now it's now it's going to be my job to help other umpires get to the goals that they want to get to, whether that be a World Series or a regional tournament, and make sure that they're ready when they get there. They're ready to umpire. Well, Dennis can't wait to see you out there on the field i and so many others will be watching every pitch of every game and cheering for you the whole way it's gonna be so fun i'm really happy for you and i'm very proud of you and um just so glad that you're gonna have that amazing experience i have to ask will you come back on the show after your week in williamsport and give us a recap of how things went for you we got to know. Oh, absolutely. I would love to. <laughs> I would love to do it after after the after the thing. And, and you know, and, and let's let's take it a step further and maybe we make it because uh, I, I would just as much love to hear about your experience going to the Little League Softball Regional. Oh, yeah. You know, when you go down there and, and, and that would be a great time. We could we just talk it over. That's right. That's the plan. OK, we're penciling Wonderful. it in, buddy. We're penciling it yes. in. Yes, let's do that. Well, Dennis, this has been a ton of fun and I am so appreciative of your time. Man, it's been great these past few years as you and I have had a lot of opportunities to get together um, in clinic, in clinics and in classrooms. But so far, we haven't got together on a field, buddy. So yes, what's going on there? Happen this year. We need to make that change this year. All I right. agree with that. All right. Let's I'm, do that. I'm in. We'll, we'll make that happen. Yes. Well, thanks again, Dennis. All the best of luck as you prepare over the course of the season. And... Um, Thanks again for coming on the show. It's been great. Jason, thank you, and uh, best of luck to you. 
Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed hearing Dennis's story and learning about what it's like to be selected as a Little League Baseball World Series umpire. What a thrill. Um, I know many of you will be watching the World Series this summer, and you will easily recognize Dennis because he'll be the one hustling on every single play with a big smile on his face. So happy for him. And we're definitely going to get him on the show after the tournament so he can tell us all about his experience. I have many more conversations to bring to you in the coming weeks. Conversations with extraordinary and ordinary umpires from all around the world who have enthusiasm for our craft and a positive attitude toward umpiring. Umpires who consider their jobs to be a lot more than just calling balls and strikes. And I'd like to hear from you. What inspires you as an umpire? Why do you do what you do? What keeps you coming back season after season? Leave me a voicemail. You can find the link at umpireinspired.com and share a little bit of your story with the rest of the Umpire Inspire community. Here's Shane Bukanugan, a Little League umpire in Snohomish County, Washington. Hey there, my name is Shane Bukanugan, a volunteer umpire uh, for Stilly Valley Little League in Arlington, Washington. What I enjoy about umpiring uh, the most is just I enjoy being a part of the game, still being a part of the game of baseball, um, learning every, every time I go out there to be a better umpire and learn more about the game. Um, what umpiring means to me is volunteering my time back to my, the kids in the community. I enjoy sharing my joy of umpiring with other people and trying to recruit them to volunteer as well. Um, what inspires me are my fellow umpires, the brother and sisterhood of umpiring, um, is something that's, that's really awesome. And I've grown to enjoy more and more, the more umpires I I've been meeting. So, uh, thanks a lot. Well, Shane, thank you for that. And I definitely agree with all of the above. Well, thank you as well, dear listeners. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Visit umpireinspired.com to learn more about what's going on with this new umpire community. Follow us on Facebook. Please do share the podcast with your friends that you think might like to give a listen. It's a strange and pretty scary time right now. None of us is out there on the field like we want to be but we'll get back out there. It'll take some time, but we'll get back out there. Take care of yourself. Take good care of yourself. Take good care of each other. And I will see you next week on the Umpire Inspired Podcast. Mm -hmm.